1: What's up, guys? Kelsey Charles and here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello.
2: Happy Friday, guys. Um, you know, last night was NFL Honors, and there were some good things, and there was some um, things that made people angry on Twitter. So we're gonna get into that.
1: We are gonna get into that. And we decided to just totally um, rope in the third leg of our tripod, of our Twitter tripod, at (laughs) least one David Hellman, because for many reasons, one, um, I have a bit of a migraine, so forgive me if I don't speak as loudly as I normally do, which I'm sure isn't really that upsetting to most of you, quite frankly, Um, two, He actually was boots on the ground at the Senior Bowl. We're going to have to get, you know, the full scoop on that. And three, um, we just like having him on the show. So welcome, my dear David.
3: Yeah, I just figured it had been a while since y'all roped me into this, to use your phrasing. So I'm happy to be back. I feel like... I feel like the three of us haven't been in the same place together in a long time.
1: So you're not, this, you're this not wrong. Not- it's kind of alarming. like we were like disgustingly inseparable, you know a few months ago, and like now it's like one of us has something all the time.
3: Football season is a bitch like that, so maybe we can get it back now that it's over.
1: Yes, we're working on it in the band back together get in the band back together all right well i want to just kick it off because you know there were some crimes against humanity that were had last night and i have to discuss them and the first one being and for the record um i am the peasant who decided to cut my cable and therefore because OTT platforms are the bane of my existence, and big media companies like to negotiate BS deals, and we'll leave it with that. And they can't figure it out. I don't have ABC. So um, I couldn't actually watch it, but T goodness for Twitter and all the recaps and the clips. But Demarcus Ware is not a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I need some reactions about this travesty? This
2: is probably the only thing that I was like legitimately mad about tonight. Um, Just, he, like, I don't see why he would be left off. Like, I know there's, everyone likes to be hoity-toity about like a first ballot hall of famer, but I just don't see really what boxes he doesn't check. Um, So maybe Dave can enlighten us on that one.
3: Yeah, Dave. No, I'm honestly, I'll be very honest with you. I'm shocked. Uh, I watched it live and like each name that they called, I was like, okay, the next one, the next one will be DeMarcus. And th- and they even had, Emmett Smith was a presenter for one of the senior in Chinese, And they cut to Emmett and I was like, okay, here we go. This is DeMarcus. They got yeah. Emmett to do it. He's a cowboy. And then it was like a ref. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? And why isn't he DeMarcus Ware? Like, what's going on? Um, <laughs> it's shocking, to be honest with you. I wrote, we wrote, I wrote a story in preparation of him getting in, because that's how confident I felt that it was going to happen. He's got 138 and a half sacks. He's 13th all-time. Um, everyone around him on the all-time sack list is either in Canton or isn't eligible yet which means they will be eventually. I mean, he he's in rare territory. He won a championship with Denver. Um I really thought that he had a first ballot resume, but and I don't want to throw shade at anybody that got in. Uh, I, I do mean,
1: throw shade. Do it. This dude, is what we do on this podcast, we're petty.
3: So who do you want to throw shade at, Kelsey? Who who doesn't belong there? Go ahead.
1: Everyone Literally anyone who's not named Dick Vermeil
3: Wow, <laughs> that is okay. why Dick Vermeil? I mean, he's he belongs there too, but like, why is he the guy you're going to bet for?
1: I just, it's just like the most. It's the, it's literally the one that I remember from my childhood, and that's really all that it comes down to.
3: <laughs> that's fair. I mean, look, look, like people are gonna have people are gonna have stuff to say about. Uh, Leroy Butler, and you're a Cowboy fan if you're listening to this, so Cowboy fans are probably saying, "How how's Butler getting in but not Darren Woodson, which is probably a good question, and hopefully that selection will open the door for Woody to get in in the future. Uh, Tony Baselli, amazing player in his day. He only played 91 games in his entire career. That's That's an interesting one to me. Um, Sam Mills, who I have a soft spot for because he was a great for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I, this was the last year of eligibility for him as an active candidate. He would have had to have gone in as a senior candidate if he didn't get in this year. So I think I think the committee used this year as a way to kind of clear up a backlog of guys that they were like, well, we're either going to put them in this year or they might have to wait a long, long time. And, uh, unfortunately, it seems like it came at Demarcus's expense. Um, It's disappointing. I think he deserved to go in in the first ballot. But he's going to get in. Like, DeMarcus Ware will be a Hall of Famer. If I had to guess, it'll be next year. But he certainly won't have to wait a long time. So that at least makes me feel better. You know, like, a lot of these guys, like – Leroy Butler is a great example. Drew Pearson did this forever. And he finally got in last year where it was like, is this ever going to happen for me? Am I ever going to make it? And uh, I don't think we need to worry about that with D-Ware. I think it's just a matter of when, which I will gladly bet anybody that, that we're talking about him as a hall of famer at this time next year, but kind of a, kind of a bummer that he doesn't get to have that distinction of being first ballot. Meg,
1: I need to know like the meter of, of, at anger that you feel <laughs> because I feel like I can always count on you to like go to bat for your guys, and like it just feels wrong, in my opinion. And like, I need to know where your head's at.
2: Yeah, no, it definitely feels wrong. And it's just like, well, I just don't understand what's the point in delaying the inevitable here. Like, it just feels more like a snub than a Oh, it's okay, we'll get you next year. Like it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um DeMarcus Ware is absolutely worthy of the Hall of Fame. He will be there. It's really dumb that he's not going on his first first ballot. So, you know, what's up, Roger? Catch these hands. <laughs>
3: Which it's but you gotta remember though, and that's that is it's unfortunate. But, like, the the voters, the reporters, the AP members who vote on this, the Pro Football Writers Association, they look at this as a list of errands. And they're like, okay, well, if we don't vote this guy in tonight, he might not ever get there. And, like, DeMarcus, maybe it sucks for him that he'll have to wait, but he'll get there. We're not worried about him. But this is, like, this is our last good opportunity to vote this guy in. And it sucks.
2: So everyone that got in tonight, it was just not gonna get in if DeMarcus Ware got in.
3: Not everyone, but but there were at least two or three guys. Again, Sam Mills comes to mind, Tony Baselli and Butler. Those are the three. Like those guys have all been candidates for a long time and they've been waiting for a long time. And again, I agree with you, Meg. Like it's not right, it's not right that Demarcus has to pay for that. But that's what ha- that's what's happening here. They're basically saying, "This is a really good opportunity for us to get these guys in, and if Demarcus Ware has to wait a year because of it, so be it." Um, Are you claiming
1: collusion? It feels yeah. like he might be
3: collusion. It's not, it's not collusion. It's just it's a very like it's a very like cut and dry like. Sh- Almost shallow way to look at it, you know. Like you kind of have to divorce yourself from the humanity of it and be like, "Oh well, Demarcus Ware is probably going to be really disappointed and bummed out." And you just you can't think of it that way if you're a voter. Which, well, I, I mean, I get like, like I said, I think it sucks. I think Demarcus deserved to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but that's a very, very tough job. Like, I don't envy the people that have to come up with that list. So. That's is, what you're stuck with.
1: Does he have, is anyone who's eligible has to go to like do the hotel thing and wait for homie to come and like knock on your door and stuff. Is that like the part of the gig each time?
3: Well, homie, homie is not uh David Baker, the big guy he's, that you're talking about. He's done. He's, he's not doing it anymore, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's the bitch of it is uh,
1: like that to me is the part where I'm like, Oh, come on. Nah.
3: Right. And that's, it's, it's emotional torture. And, uh, Drew Pearson actually talked about that before he got in, like the last time he got rejected, he was like, how many times can I do this? Like how many times can I make myself this vulnerable and be disappointed on the last day? Yeah. Um, no, it it absolutely sucks, which, so again, if I'm just trying to sell you a silver lining, like that's not going to be DeMarcus Ware's fate he's in he's going to be a hall of famer just not this year uh but it's just it's a matter of when for him not if
1: i'll just always remember i uh when i was an intern i started out in the in the in the the in-game entertainment department and i was you know like a runner slash like mini producer for the big video board and I also helped run some elements of the game and so therefore because of that like I would always be on the field and uh during pregame and doing the the anthem um trumpet player and I always remember like DeMarcus Ware's entrance and it was like the coolest thing because he you know he did the whole like slap the ground type thing and like the fire with the pyro would go up and that was just like it was just it was just the epitome of larger than life to me and I mean, that's, you know, just the one aspect of of my memories of him. And so I definitely uh I definitely agree with your sentiment. I just wish I feel like it was merited um that he had the first ballot outside of all the, you know, minutiae and logistical reasons why maybe it didn't work out to be.
3: So no, I'm I'm with you completely. I mean, he he deserved that distinction. Yeah, Um, but it is what it is I guess it's 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 disappointing I think I think most people who pay attention to this stuff thought we would be talking about DeMarcus as a hall of famer tonight yeah
1: well um I do want to talk about what actually did go down um obviously you got to get your thoughts on the Joe Burrow versus Dak Prescott I don't know I think (laughs) You know, I haven't. I have. I'm a little afraid to open Twitter right now just to see like where people yeah. are. Mad. Are they mad about that too, Meg? Like, is it is it mainly Demarcus Ware or is it Dak as well?
2: It's all Dak Prescott. Is all I'm seeing on my timeline.
1: Okay, so Bob, I actually feel like this is the not perfect. a team award, bro. It's fair. It's the. I feel like it's the perfect forum to be having this conversation because if there's anyone that is the perfect cross section of interests of these two athletes, it's this trio right here, and especially you two. So (laughs) I would love to know how your little conflicted hearts feel. I think I know, I actually don't know how Dave feels. I think Dave is happy for his son. I feel like it's, I would say, if I had to guess before you guys open your mouth, I think Meg is leaning towards WTF I love you Dak and Dave is like love you Dak but like Joey B is my my one true son my child my little young king
3: I mean everything you like he is my one true son my child and my one king so first of all I love that let me get (laughs) that on uh you know I've been thinking a lot about this because I mean the writing's the writing's been on the wall that Joe was going to win this award for 6 weeks honestly like with the way with the way the Bengals ended the season and and the voters don't even take the playoffs into consideration but obviously Joe Burrow just ended the year on this hot streak and the Cowboys ended the year playing mediocre football so it's kind of been on the wall for a while that Joe might win this but I just it's kind of weird right like it's not it's not MVP. It's not like who's playing the best week after week. It's who bounced back from a catastrophic injury better. And I, I totally understand people that like, and again, like it's weird to quibble about like, Oh, who was more hurt. That sounds weird. But like Dak, Dak's injury was a little bit more significant. I think there was, a harder roadmap for him getting back to where he needed to be i think there was a lot more doubt that dak would ever be good again shoot there were people wondering if he'd ever play at a high level again that was a thing i mean when he signed his contract he like kind of jumped onto the stage and was like oh y'all didn't y'all thought i'd be like limping didn't you um So it's just, it's weird to take something as like personal and difficult as like an injury rehab and be like, well, somebody finished hotter than the other. But I mean, that's, that's what happened. Joe Burrow took the second half of the season by storm. I mean, the Bengals finished the season on like a four game winning streak, uh, beat the Chiefs with the world watching and then went on a playoff run. So it's not surprising, um. And yeah, I mean I th- I think I think Joe is a worthy winner, but but Dak would have been too. Like I said, it's weird to try to be like, ah, oh, he was more hurt than the other guy. Like, I don't know, that's a weird <laughs> conversation, but
1: it really is though.
3: Yeah. So, I'm just I'm at peace with it. I would have been fine with either one of them winning it.
1: I'm I'm waiting for Megan to not be fine.
2: I am fine actually. So, you this may shock you.
1: I am a little <laughs> shocked by this. I'm not going to lie.
2: Uh, um but okay, so I shared uh, Dave's sentiments a, a lot, but it's like, I keep reading, I think what makes me more like resolute is that when I just keep reading, everyone getting so mad about Joe winning, I'm like, but why not, why would Joe not win this? Like what, I just don't, I don't understand this. Like they came back from the catastrophic injuries, both of them. right? And then I'm seeing, well, it's not a team award are you telling me that Joe Burrow didn't play well? Like he was a stud and I'm sorry. And if you end the year, the same way, like if they both bounce out in the first game of the playoffs, Dak Prescott, then I mean, then we have a different argument, but someone didn't. So I don't know, you tell me.
3: Meg's totally right. And that's, again, it sounds weird to like, the fact that the, okay, so here's what I was going to say. When we think back on 2021, just the NFL as a whole, the storyline that we're going to remember 20 years from now is like, oh, yeah, that's the year Joe Burrow and the Bengals came out of nowhere to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, nobody but Cowboy fans are going to remember that the Cowboys started hot and broke everyone's hearts and peed down their legs in the playoff. Uh, I mean,
2: we'll remember that, but, yeah, it'll it just will... kind of run together with all the other years. So
3: Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> and so it, it is weird, though. It is weird to tie your recovery from an injury into, like, team success, but the fact of the matter is – Joe tore, like, every ligament in his leg, like, Thanksgiving week in 2020. Like, there was a lot of scrutiny around him. Like, will he be ready for the season opener? If you want to go way back, and obviously, y'all know that I pay an unhealthy amount of attention to what's going on with Joe Burrow. But (laughs) he looked like crap in training camp. And there was a lot of dialogue about, like, oh, does he trust his leg? Is he ready to navigate a messy pocket uh is he ready to get hit can he throw off platform and all that stuff so i mean he he was on a long journey himself so yeah i like to try to act like joe is an undeserving winner is is crazy but it is it is weird to think that like you know if if the cowboys had won two more games down the stretch we'd probably be talking about Dak. like if the cowboys so
2: if if, his, if the team had helped out Dak, do you think that maybe he would have been a better candidate for this award oh or
3: maybe maybe if Dak I had a argument out, a little bit of I, uh, it's true though that's what i'm saying like if if the cowboys beat um arizona and vegas and they finished the season yeah. 14 and 3 then Dak probably wins this award. I think that's probably true.
2: I don't disagree with you.
3: Uh, I'm just
2: like getting annoyed by everyone. Like I've seen countless tweets that are like, it's not a, it's an individual award. It's not a team award. Well, if uh, Dak's team would have helped him out and if he would have played a little better, then you know what? He might have this award right now. Yeah. So you Which- can check that up with, with all of them.
3: Ironically, yeah. maybe it's another injury that kept that from happening. I mean, Dak has gone out of his way to downplay yeah. the calf, but you can't deny yep. that he missed a game because of it. And whether it's because he was hurt or not, he did not play as well after that happened as he did before. So, there are even Do, you do guys. I think
2: Dak would have been a great like like should he have won this? Sure, but is Joe like did Joe not deserve doing it? absolutely like he absolutely deserved to win it too so all y'all chill out that's all i'm saying
1: i agree dare i even ask you guys and i think this might also be wildly unfair but which player you feel like has more upside
3: oh jesus christ kelsey
1: (laughs) i'm just here to stir the pot you guys i hope (laughs) like i hope you cope with some like ridiculous response <sighs> and then some like random like bleacher report like reporter like grabbed <laughs> it and it's like david helman from the says that so um,
3: you admit you openly admit that you're trying to get me in trouble like you want me to create a news cycle
1: <laughs> no, I, just, <laughs> cool. I just i oh. just this is you guys this is literally like What we do when we sit around at the bars and just like kind of BS with each other, and like I'll ask like an annoying question, and they'll both me, and and they'll be like, "Really? Like, are you are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, you're really making yeses?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, I am."
3: I'll say this. I'll say this as a unashamed Joe Burrow stand. I mean, I'll be (laughs) I'll be losing my mind rooting for the Bengals on Sunday. Can I, I,
1: he's, he's literally wearing you guys. I'm really sorry. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm.
3: In, I'm wearing a Bengals hoodie right now. I don't he even is. care. He I don't is. care. It's fine. I'll I'll follow that man into the mists of Avalon.
1: I mean, so will I. Let me be real, really, really real with you for a minute, just so we're abundantly clear. It does not mean I'm gonna eat Skyline Chili ever, but like otherwise, I'm. You're underrated. missing
3: out. Skyline Chili no, is underrated. Skyline Chili is great. No trash. On, Meg. Keep going. <laughs> so. What I was going to say is, having said all of that, having said what a disgusting homer I am for Joe Burrow, let's not be prisoners of the moment. I talked about this on Cowboys break uh, the other day is like, it's easy to see like, oh, Joe Burrow caught fire and he took this flawed Bengals team to the Super Bowl. He's going to run the league for the next decade. Well, Dan Marino made the Super Bowl in his second year in the league. He's widely regarded as one of the best to ever do it. He never got back, ever. The Dolphins never made it back to a Super Bowl after that. Uh, Again, I'm not trying to paint Patrick Mahomes as a failure, but they made it to the AFC title game in his first year as a starter. They won the Super Bowl in his second year as a starter, and everybody was like, well – I guess we can just lock up the NFL until Mahomes is ready to retire. He's just going to win the Super Bowl every year. And lo and behold, he's one for four now. He's one for four. Like, everybody's like, man, like, are the Chiefs wasting Mahomes? Aaron Rodgers, same deal. Won the MVP at NFL Honors. His fourth MVP. Still trying to get back to a Super Bowl for the first time since 2010. This is a hard league. It is a very hard league. And so – people get wrapped up in what Joe has done for the last six weeks and it's awesome doesn't amount to a whole lot in terms of like what the future holds. Um, So that's a long way of saying I think Joe has a lot of potential and the sky's the limit, but let's not try to write narratives for a decade off of one postseason.
1: So I'd like to give... um... Megan Murray, the opportunity to discuss the rookie's gambit, because if there was some good news that came out of these this award ceremony, it was Micah Parsons, which, unsurprisingly, won a unanimous vote for defensive rookie of the year. It's the first time that's ever happened. Megan, um, uh, why are you saying uh oh, Dave? Oh, I think talking
2: about Aaron Rodgers. Is that why you said,
1: oh, no, I, I, I think he literally just lost his internet and he just, you know, died on the
2: yeah. Zoom. <laughs> I was going to say that because I just got a notification that um, Aaron Rodgers won the NFL MVP and I hate that. Um, anyways, but what? back to important things.
1: The future anyway. Denver Broncos quarterback. <laughs> is that
2: what I back said? to Michael Park. Um like he left no doubt in his entire season, every single game that guy was on, he was everywhere. He was all over the field. You uh, couldn't get by him. Um, also of note, he's really led us into his life a little bit. And we got to see Malcolm at the awards tonight. So that was super exciting.
1: Oh, really? um, I, really, yeah. I can't believe I don't have ABC. Like it's such, the media execs are the worst of all time like they really need to figure it out I'm sorry keep going so ridiculous. Micah
2: and his son Malcolm wore matching black suits they looked very cute and he was a. Uh, they were both being interviewed on the red carpet so he got to answer some questions and give a little go cowboys and it was very cute so everyone go look for that but yeah no i mean that was there was no question and i don't in i think anyone's mind that uh michael parsons is going to win um uh, defensive rookie of the year i think it was even like he made a strong campaign to win defensive player of the year tj watt of course yeah won that and he is very well deserving of it um but i mean there was a case to be made there and it was really interesting to see how the vote split on that happened but um yeah Micah Parsons, defensive rookie of the year, duh.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, he's just stacking hardware this offseason. And again, like you said, rightfully so. It's it just, it's cool. I really do have to go back to just, you know, the the draft of last year. And I know many people were, myself included, myself included. Like, I was like,
2: so all in
1: yeah like I was like we need a corner like give me a corner you know <laughs> like everyone was like so hype on them and and again like you know this front office wanted corner and then when you got linebacker everyone's like I mean great it's defense but like uh what the f you know like Warren, Patrick Sertan, it- like it's it, it's just it I feel like he kind of came into this with a chip on his shoulder and like I mean, look at what the man has done. It's incredible.
2: Yeah, I mean, he just wants to play football, like plain and simple. And that's why it's so fun to watch him out there. But I was just saying uh, that I listened to our podcast from after the draft today. (laughs) And I'm just like, that did not age well. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't even want to know what I said, but I know that I was irritated. I was it was like, just
2: like, not thrilled, not excited. We're just like, I hope it pans out, but like, I just don't know why, like what the big deal is and da, 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 da. And I'm like, wow.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, but, but I, I don't think, I mean, yeah, go ahead. I, I just, I think that, if I had to go back and like put myself in the shoes of where I was, and again, like, it's not fun being honest with yourself about where you were and how wrong you were about something. Right. Like (laughs) we quite literally get paid to have an, an, informed opinion about things. And, but at the same time, we're not mind readers and we can't read the future. And so like, it's like, you didn't know what these scouts knew about him and like how much or, you know, if as much or as little, about his versatility that they actually did know I mean his coach I know when when Dave and I had him on the show was very adamant about that and was saying like hey listen like genuinely like this guy is special and and so you know I'm sure that that piece of information was passed on to the powers that be at the Cowboys in some way shape or form um Will McClay is pretty damn good at what he does so I would imagine that he got a hold of that type of intel. Um, but I mean, genuinely, it's just and, and on top of that, too, like remember, there was all the conversations about like his off-the-field issues. And, you know, right. Everyone has a pass. I'm definitely not giving him a pass for that whatsoever. But it does feel like it, it just feels like everyone loves him in the locker room. And it feels like there's a lot of like positivity around him in terms of what he's done for this team and as a team player and you know i don't know it's he really did flip the script on all of the the naysayers and yeah if this isn't the most redeeming way to cap off a rookie campaign i don't know it is
2: yeah and i will say i do obviously i obviously do like to go back and listen to stuff that I say, because I kind of like to, I like to let my past inform my present and my future in some sense. But I, um, I, it kind of makes me, at least for this year, like going into this draft class, um, I think I actually did go back and listen to like a lot of his press, like when he was I'm um, going into the draft that I did not listen to because he wasn't somebody that I really saw as a possibility.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I kind of wish I had paid more attention not that you can ever really see that then, but like, I think even if we had someone that kind of shocked me that we end up grabbing in this draft, I'll definitely go in and like pay a little bit more attention to like what they say and like their mentality and stuff. Because that was just stuff that I never like even bothered to do with him um, until like until we were getting some like hard knock stuff and he was at training camp with the guys and like all that stuff. So, you know, I just I think it's interesting to like go back and, and hear that and then you know, you let stuff off field stuff like cloud you in some way. But hey, he uh he like I said, he left no doubt. So congrats, Micah Parsons. I hope that Malcolm is celebrating as well. I hope he gets, like, all the popsicles.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in
1: I hope you're right. If you guys haven't seen the clip of him and his son at the Pro Bowl, like just playing together, it's the cutest thing of all time. And, um, yeah, um, I would be remiss not to mention the fact that, uh, our one true swag daddy King was named <laughs> coordinator of the year again unsurprisingly listen you know what guys I just feel like we're going to go back to two seasons ago when I talked a lot about little victories right like if we're going to have to take some silver linings or little victories let's just stack them like let's stack them like we didn't get the big the big kahuna um you know the big trophy like obviously we all know that's the end game but uh I have to just it's I'm never going to get over the fact that Dan Quinn stay with his team. And it's really fun in general too, for me to watch him win awards. And I just feel like, again, like I don't know him personally, because it's, there's a lot of separation between like the media and, and, you know, who actually gets credentialed and whatnot, in terms of like, you know, being close to these coordinators and whatnot, especially during COVID times. And um, it, it but Meg and I don't worry guys, since he's going to be around, we, are going to find a way to become best friends with he and his wife. But either way, it's really cool to find him just really getting what he deserved. And I can imagine that it's just icing on the cake for him to be like, yeah, I made the right decision by, you know, it obviously sucked in my career or at least my stint rather in Atlanta, the way it all went down, it just kind of got ugly at the end, right? And like, you know, any, any, when you get fired and then he comes and goes and is a coordinator and just kicks ass. And it's just like so fun to see.
2: Yeah, we had SB Nation Queen Gina Kelly on for a Falcons gal um, and also boss lady. But she came on and talked to us about Dan Plan, and I just remember like she had nothing but like glowing things to say about him and, you know, um, just like they all still love him there in Atlanta. They, They just couldn't, it wasn't a fit and they couldn't get it done with like what they had. So, I mean, I think no one's really surprised, no one over there is surprised to see it. Maybe, you know, people that aren't close to like the Falcons organization or the Dallas organization don't get to see. Or didn't really see, all like all the amazing things about this guy until he had his little redemption stint. But you know he's a well deserving guy, and I, it's the quest for Quinn bestiness is on.
1: <laughs> I love, I love that you're calling it that. We have to strategize. I'll, like, I'll
2: have something a little more that flows a little better. But it's we're getting there. It's a working title.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's like the Q for Q. Yeah. For Q, something. Q Q for Q, BFF Pharrell. I don't even (laughs) know. We'll figure it out. But I would have to imagine, as the founders of the Dan Quinn fan club here in Dallas, Texas, uh, that I know his wife is pretty active on social media. Like, I feel like she probably follows us. Like, she probably, we might, Stacy, we might actually be like a top can follow for her in the Dallas market? If I had to guess.
2: All I know, see, I'm not even gonna like let my, allow myself to think of this, but I, what I want to know is like, like, does she call him swag daddy Dan at home? Like, I think she should. If she takes anything from us, let it be that.
1: Honestly, I think that's a good, a great plan. I think that's, I really do. Let's speak that into existence, Stace. We're giving you full permission to <laughs> steal our line and call call your husband swag guy again. Like, call him what he is. We're fine with it. Um, yes. Okay, well, if you guys did noticed, notice, we lost Dave because he is chaotic energy and, and or wreck it route. Really, Ralph. at all. Like, tonight has been the most... David Helvin evening of in a minute, and his internet stopped working. He his his computer, I don't even know what's going on. Uh, if I had to guess, <laughs> he probably didn't charge it and he couldn't find his charger. And then he was probably gonna try and dial in, but then his cell phone in his, you know, dungeon of an apartment wasn't working so
2: that happens when you're surrounded by concrete
1: correct he basically lives in a bomb shelter which is probably pretty good if you're planning for the end of time um but you know <laughs> i'm not sure we're quite there not yet. great
2: for uh, calling into the podcast
1: correct um But I, you know, we did want to kind of get a bit of a recap and just hear about, you know, his experience at the Pro, or I'm sorry, at the Senior Bowl. We'll have to get that from him from a later date. But um, Megs, do you have anything else that you kind of wanted to shout out celebrations, things to chat about in terms of in the land of Cowboys? It's again, outside of, you know, these award ceremonies. I know we're getting ready for the Super Bowl. I think you and I are both in the same boat where it feels like we're probably both going to be cheering for the Bengals. If I had to give if I had to really truly give some honest transparency on how I'm viewing the whole situation, I think I would bet on the Rams but cheer for the Bengals. Is that bad juju?
2: Yeah. Um, usually, when I um, insist that like I am cheering for the Bengals and that I don't think that they're gonna win, they usually prove me wrong. So that's fine. Um, and that is how I will be approaching this uh, this Super Bowl Sunday. However, before we I'd be remiss, if like it would just like be so unlike me if I didn't mention the shady comments about Mike McCarthy tonight at the NFL honors ceremony
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i I don't want to call it MM because I got in a lot of trouble for calling him MM in our text thread.
2: There's only one
1: and it's <laughs> um, yes, but uh, yeah, please enlighten us on the, on the shade, on the tea, on the jokes, all the above.
2: I mean, the the joke started with you know, like uh, talking about how Sean Payton um, was retiring after so long, and um, and he was going after his one true passion, which is taking Mike McCarthy's job, which was just <laughs> Chef's kiss, <laughs> and they. Panned over to Dak and he was just like, you know, doing his like ah ha ha ha. I'm Dak. Ha ha. I'm laughing. Like, whatever, face. That is so awkward. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. The Mannings picked up on that. So when they popped on the screen, they were like, we're gonna have to circle back to that joke you made about Mike McCarthy. Um, we know that's awkward for you, Dak, because uh your face really says it all. (laughs) Like pan back over to him and he's just like, oh my god. Like, he wanted to crawl out of his seat. That's for sure. So, it just gave me joy to get some uh, good McCarthy jabs. I think, I don't love my coach being the butt of everyone's joke, but you know what? He deserves it. So, cheers.
1: (laughs) Oh, look! David decided to rejoin us.
3: Dude, I about had a rage stroke right there. Like, literally... (laughs)
1: I knew that's what you were doing, and like I was just like I texted you, and I was like, "Hey, don't worry about it. We can wrap." And then you jump off, like you get your computer fixed, like right as we're like about to close. But like we we'll keep it going, guys. Like the record is the record is still
2: on. No, I say I say sound off, Dave.
3: Yeah. It wasn't even it wasn't even just my computer. Like it was my my ah my effing TV. Almost, My TV went out, too. Like, my TV broke. My Wi-Fi network wasn't working. I had to reboot my computer. I had to, like, reconfigure my TV. Like, just all of the things in my life were just, like, fuck you, Dave. I was very unhappy.
2: Well, glad to have you.
3: (laughs) Nothing. Look, y'all know me. I'm a pretty chill person until you're not nothing makes me two things make me rage
1: no i i want to i, One, I what a they minor are. inconvenience it's, it's two <laughs> it's hiccups and it's it's driving in the like road rage he has I road rage say, and if he gets the hiccups he will literally it's like it's alarming how I it forgot, I I forgot.
3: y'all know me too well <laughs> getting the hiccups makes me very unhappy uh I am a very very aggressive driver. Very. Like don't come near me if you're not going 10 over the speed limit or I will freak. <laughs> uh and then yeah, just like stuff stuff that sh- like it's hard to explain like I hate when things don't work the way they're supposed to. Like you know, when I'm recording a podcast and everything's working fine and then all of a sudden my computer's just like, "Oh, We don't recognize your network anymore. You have to reboot your computer and find the meaning of life before you can have your Wi-Fi back again. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it a lot, (sighs) but I'm okay. Everything's fine now. Um,
2: I can think of something you probably like, which is Michael Parsons, and we were talking about him, so.
1: Yeah. We want to, we're going to give you some positivity back in your life. You could talk about Micah Parsons and how he won defensive player of the year, or I'm sorry, rookie of the year, but, um, I'm sure as soon as you start to answer your, um, God's going to come down and break your Wi-Fi again.
3: So looking forward to that. Hey, suck my ass. First of all, (laughs) Uh, look, I've, I've been thinking a lot about Mike recently because I've, I've never tried to shy away from it. Like I was not sold on that pick. I wanted them to pick Rashawn Slater who, you know, I mean, he was second team all pro it's not like he's a bad player, but I thought Micah would be a boomer bust player. He's so young. He's so raw. Uh, We hadn't seen him do a lot of things and I, Obviously I I mean I and a lot of other people were really really wrong like for him I mean it would have been amazing for him to be a pro bowler just as a linebacker but lo and behold the Cowboys were like hey you're going to be an edge rusher too and he was like yeah I got you no worries and went out and did that and almost broke the rookie sack record he probably if you consider the fact that the Cowboys played the season finale against a practice squad, he probably would have broken the sack record. Like going against Philly's B-team offensive line, he needed, I think he needed one and a half sacks to set the record. He would have gotten it for sure uh, if he hadn't caught COVID. So that sucks. But man, what, what what an amazing season. And the thing that I like the most about Micah is that he seems pissed off about the way that the <laughs> season ended and that's that's what you like to see i mean you know enjoy the success get yourself some rest go win all the awards and whatever but like he seems pissed off about about the way the season ended and that's those are the types of players that you need and i'm not trying to throw shade at anybody else and say other players aren't pissed off but it would be easy it would be easy for Micah to like rest on his laurels and be like, well, I'm the man and it ain't my fault. We're not playing anymore. Yeah. uh, That doesn't seem to be his approach at all. And I think that is a, a very good sign for future cowboy teams.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I say this all the time. I'm like, I would give me the person who hates to lose more than they like to win. And like, that is Micah Parsons to a T but don't you like Meg was just talking about this? She was like, Yeah, I went back and like listened to our podcast like after the draft. And I'm like, ooh, sometimes I hate doing that because then I just start to question the validity. I'm like, I'm like, am I actually good at this? Cause I was sitting there like, uh, Cincinnati, why are you not drafted an O-line? Like Jamar Chase would be fun, but like you literally got your quarterback killed last year, and now they're like, oh. <laughs> LOL, we're in the Super Bowl. And I know I wasn't the only one with that, you know, thought process. And then everyone was like, oh, well, we should have gotten a corner. And why would we get a freaking linebacker? Like, we already had little – and it's just like – and then now we're all like, hmm, you know, Crow is, is a phenomenal type of foul to eat. You know what,
3: though? Like, in this day and age, that really doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. And like I said, like, I was – I was not sold on Micah. Like you could go dig through what we said about him and what we said about the pick and I would look stupid. But in this day and age, anyone with an internet connection when it's working, not, you know, unfortunately not me the last 20 minutes, but anyone (laughs) with an internet connection can have an opinion. And like, I'm not going to be right all the time. You're not going to be right all the time. I think if you're listening to this, it's unrealistic for you to expect us to be right all the time, but like you have an informed opinion. You're passionate about it. Uh, You learn from what you get wrong. You keep an open mind. Um, I think that's probably all that you can ask for. Um, So like, I don't, I don't feel super bad about that, but um, it is interesting, like you go back and you think about it and you're like, okay, here are all the reasons Mike could be a good player. Like if they can get something out of him as a pass rusher, if he can continue to grow in coverage and do this and do that. And like, he's checked every box. It's a testament to him, honestly. I mean, maybe there's a world where that's not a good pick, but he seems like the, to borrow an unfortunate phrase from Jason Garrett, he seems like the right kind of guy who you bet on him every time. So, yeah, I mean, there's, I've said a bunch of stupid shit over the course of my career, and I'll say more of it, but um,
2: <laughs> Can't I don't wait. feel
3: bad about it. I, more than anything, I just feel, I'm just impressed and, and proud of Micah Parsons for uh, proving a lot of people, including me, wrong.
1: So, um, I want to get a high level before we close out here and before Kelsey Charles goes to bed. I, uh I want to know your thoughts and your experience at the at the senior bowl this year. Huh, yeah not- that's
3: that's why you invited me on in the first place.
1: Well I'm sorry that you don't know how to work the internet in 2022 dummy. that sounds like that's on you. <laughs> maybe you should, maybe you should pay your bills like I don't know what to tell you.
3: It's really Anything. funny time. Like the number, the number of bills that I'm behind on right now because of how much fun I had at the Senior Bowl. <laughs> choice. <laughs>
1: choice. So I, I I need to get. We need the scoop. We need a couple names. Like we don't need to go do full draft show. Like guys need to watch the draft show. I'm sure we're gonna have lots of draft coverage coming up for you all. But like you know, since giving give the people something to look forward to, what are some some guys that might be interesting to look into and give us some fun stories about your experience at the senior bowl in general.
3: That feels like another, that feels like another half hour.
1: No, you have 15 minutes and then I'm literally close. 15
3: minutes. Oh, okay.
1: No, you have less than that. Five.
3: All right. For starters, if there's a name that I think you should know as a cowboy fan, it's probably Boston college offensive lineman, Zion Johnson. He's one of the better guards in this draft class. They had him working at center during senior bowl week. That's something that he can do. So I think that's a name that you should probably know as we get into the draft process. Um, There's some other guys too. Florida State defensive end Jermaine Johnson kicked so much ass that he took the last day of practice off. Like, you know how... You know how when you like when a guy runs a good 40, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to run again. I feel good about that. That's basically yeah. that's what Jermaine Johnson did. He was like, no, nah, I'm done practicing. I showed you. all everything I need to show you. That's
1: so baller.
3: Yeah, yeah it was pretty dope. Um, so those are two names that I think you should know at 24. Geez, I mean, there, there were a lot of good players there, to be honest. A guy, my pet cat right now, I feel guilty about this. My pet cat is a guy named Christian uh, Watson out of North Dakota State. He is a 6'3", 6'4", uh, receiver. He runs like the wind. He's got great hands. He can play inside and outside. Problem is, he went to North Dakota State, and if you follow the Cowboys at all, like they don't draft guys from schools like that very often. So I'm trying not to fall in love with him too much because I don't want to get hurt, because I just don't know if they would draft him. Um.
1: Didn't Jabril Cox go to North Dakota State? You think they'd have
3: why are you? Why are you mad, though? Jabril Cox spent – first of all, I, I love that you remember that, but he did spend his last season at LSU, so yeah. it's a little different. It's a little different. You would
2: think that they would have a better grasp on um, the North Dakota State players, uh, being as how they usually play in Frisco but
3: wonderful point Mego they play right up the road um maybe hey maybe this is the one
2: Typically.
3: maybe this is the one uh o uh, there's there are a lot of good players i mean on Winfrey uh Great, former May. former teammate of Neville Gallimore uh defensive tackle out of Oklahoma just dominated dominated all week long um yeah man i I like that Senior Bowl crop. And I I said this before the Senior Bowl. I think it's a damn near guarantee the Cowboys are going to draft at least one Senior Bowl player. They've drafted like eight in the last three years. Tony Pollard was a Senior Bowl guy. Jabril Cox was a Senior Bowl guy. Uh, Michael Gallup was a Senior Bowl guy. The list goes on and on and on. Um, As far as story, I mean, I wrote a whole thing about it. I just, I think it's funny that and I heard I heard y'all joking about Keegan Michael Key joking about McCarthy and Sean Payton. Um,
1: oh, was your internet working then?
3: Yeah, that was the last bit that I came in on. Thanks, Dick. <laughs>
1: uh RJ, put the E on this episode. It's all due to Dave.
3: Yeah, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> RJ.
1: This is literally actually how we talk to each other. So you're you're getting the <laughs> unfiltered
3: <told> <laughs> Um No, I just, I think it's, I think it's interesting that Jerry Jones is just like not, he's not doing a whole lot to take the pressure off of Mike McCarthy, you know? Like, he was talking to me and Jory Epstein about how Dan Quinn might like to be the coach of the Cowboys at one point in the future, and we even at, we were like, uh, Jerry, how does Mike feel about it? Like, how does Mike respond when you say stuff like that? (laughs) Jerry very matter of factly was like, Well, you know Mike knows he's not going to coach the Cowboys forever, and I'm just like, You're right, that is a val- like that is a true statement, but still a weird thing to say about a guy who just won twelve games for you uh so yeah, i just I think there's gonna be a lot of intrigue surrounding this team. What else is new, you know uh, <laughs> There. And then, you know, I had a I had a couple nice oyster dinners. Like Sp- spent too much time at the Battlehouse Hotel Bar, probably, but
1: what why the Battlehouse Hotel Bar? Who are you stalking?
3: Uh well, the, the Battle House is the nice hotel downtown where basically all of the teams stay. So the GMs, the coaches, the scouts, that's where they all stay. And so if you're a reporter, you just kind of like you go to dinner and then you wander over to the battle house after you've had a couple cocktails and post up and just kind of wait and see who might, who you might run into. And you just uh, like,
1: can you just like actually like walk through the logistics of that? Cause like, you know, I was a trained journalist, but like I've never had to like actually like stalk people like you do. And I just like wonder, like, you know, you talk a lot about like not being a fan like in this industry, but then like, Don't you feel that's like kind of like creepy fan behavior where you're like, not that you're creepy, but like in that moment in time, you might be a little bit where you're just like, hey, Jerry, or like someone maybe doesn't know you at first. (laughs) And you're like, what's up? And they're like, I don't know you. And you're like, but I know you. We should be friends. And like, you should tell me secrets. Like, what is that dynamic actually like?
3: So First of all, it's, it's weird and it is an uncomfortable part of this job that you never get completely used to. But at the risk of sounding conceited, the beauty of doing this for a while is after a while, people know who you are. Like you walk up and you're like, hey, it's me. How's it going? It's been a while. Tell me things. But, yeah, but also – but a big part of his networking. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, having the job title helps. Like, you you meet people and you're like, hey, I'm Dave Hellman. I cover the Cowboys for DallasCowboys.com, and here's why I'd like to talk to you, and here's what I'd like to know. And depending on how important they think you are, they might agree that they want to talk to you, which happens sometimes. sometimes people tell you to piss off and that's one thing i would say to anybody that wants to get into this industry is like you have to get used to the idea of rejection like you just have to be comfortable with the thought that somebody's going to tell you to go away um which is not it's not fun but i don't know you get used to it over time
1: have you ever juiced like your title and been like senior executive reporter for the Dallas Cowboys
3: no no the beauty like my job is also really unique in the sense that I like when I go out trying to talk to Cowboys people I technically work for the same company you know so I'll be like hey I'm Dave I work over in the digital department like hey how's it going uh and again like i've done this long enough that they all know me and are familiar with me but it is always interesting where it's like i'm like theoretically i could just walk over to your office any day of the week and talk to you but that would be frowned upon so here we are in mobile doing the same thing because (laughs) it's socially acceptable like if i if I just walked over into the Cowboys scouting department and started asking people questions, they would be like, what on earth is your problem? Get the hell out of here. But if I walk up to a bunch of Cowboys scouts in mobile at the battle house bar, it's like, Hey, what's going on? Long time, no see. Like let's chop it up. So yeah, it's a weird job, but it's entertaining semantics
2: love
3: it we'll be back at it in two weeks the combine is not far away at all yay all right dave well and
2: are, is the draft show going on now like are we looking at this weekly already <laughs> or what's the dealio
1: yeah um, go ahead and publicize all your things to all of our gt beers because the world needs to know what's the latest in your land
3: if you want to be up to your elbows in Cowboys draft talk, come find me on the draft show. Come find me. Come find me. I'm at, I'm at the SWBC mortgage studios outside the bank. <laughs> um, we go twice a week. Me, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian brought Kyle Yeomans. We talk all things draft, all things Cowboys. Uh, like I said, I'll be at the combine. I'll just, it's my job to deliver you. The Cowboys draft goods between now and whatever weekend, April 30th. I don't know. God, that feels <laughs> that feels so far away, but also so It won't far. be. I know. That's exactly.
2: Where's the draft at this year?
3: That's a uh, good question. I don't even know.
1: No, it's. Uh, I don't even know. Be- Vegas. Probably Vegas or something. Uh,
3: okay. It's April 28th. And it is. It's in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. they they had to cancel the one that was originally slated for Vegas. That's right.
1: Yeah, where they were gonna like put the draft players, drafted players on the on the the boats, and I was like, that's going to end. Oh
3: yeah. Horribly. <laughs> I gotta see.
2: <laughs> that. Never like, once huh.
3: in never once in my life have I actually been interested in going to the draft because like. We live stream the whole thing anyway and we have a ton of fun. But if it's in Vegas, I'm listening. You like what? You like Vegas? I don't like Vegas at all. I miss me. I, that. Mean, <laughs> I like,
1: don't
3: I don't think of myself as a Vegas person. Like I'm not one for nightclubs and I'm poor, so I can't really So you um, like Vegas why? Well, if you're going to, if you're offering me like a trip to Vegas on the company dime, I'm in. I'm you better, in.
1: You better hope that comes with a healthy stipend for, you know, the blackjack tables and the $60 bottles of water that, you know, hey, you're to nope. buy. will
2: still give you drinks at the penny slots, baby. Yeah,
1: yeah. As long as you're, oh, that's, you know what? Yeah, Dave, that's how you do it. You just go play
3: and so they'll you- let
1: you drink for free.
3: As a league employee, I don't think I'm allowed to gamble, period. But like I'd still, you know, I you know what? I, I know
1: that's really gambling.
3: Good point. Well, I just think it's
1: uh, it's it's willingly throwing your money away.
3: On I my thought... salary, on my salary, penny slots are gambling. Yes. Well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, David Helmut. Well, No, there's a, there's a steak buffet somewhere in Vegas. And I know this because I was supposed to go there. No, not a steak buffet, a steak happy hour. I was supposed to go there for my buddy's bachelor party, Chris Branch. You two know who I'm talking about. Um, we we were going to go to steak happy hour and then his bachelor party got called off by COVID. So, you know, I could make it up. I could go, I could go. Get my money's worth that way. Just eat like $80 worth of ribeye.
1: Yeah, and then I'm not going to say what I was going to say. This is it.
2: <laughs> Good call. Shocking. <laughs> well, we'll all wait and see if, uh, Hellman, if Hellman makes it to uh, Vegas.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I can't well, wait we'll
2: get, for that. get a GoPro. Someone will send someone with a GoPro to record it all. Good
3: Lord. Kelsey, <laughs> start me a GoFundMe for Vegas. You know yeah. how to do that. I
1: didn't even
3: use the last one properly. I know. we did a lot of good with that money.
1: I did think about something we were going to start. What was I going to do that for? I can't remember. I have a fund that I wanted to start for something. I'll figure it out. Um, Oh, yeah, for my graduation party. We're going to start a GoFundMe for my graduation party. So we can all (laughs) have fun together.
3: Wow. What? Like, okay. I
1: feel
3: like there's like a hideous implication there. Yeah.
1: Anyways,
2: instead of that, you should just put that on your like windshield and people can just Venmo you on the highway. It'll be great.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Love that idea. Just hopefully (laughs) the cops won't see it when they see my expired registration. I gotta get that.
2: They'll be too distracted by all the other words on your car that they won't even notice.
1: They'll be like, there are a lot of things to read and we're all driving fast. So like, I'm going to let this one go for sure. That's how it's going to go down. All right, guys. Um, Thank you all so much for tuning in. We do appreciate you taking the time out of your day. David, thank you so much for joining us. It feels weird to call you David. Don't do it again. Also, maybe maybe you can maybe we'll start a GoFundMe to pay Dave's internet bill, and so he can you know stay back on the line. That'd be great. Um, Don't follow him. He's got too many followers. It's a at Hellman DC. instead you can follow kelsey <laughs> yeah instead instead you can follow megan and i follow me on twitter i'm at kelsey charles also on instagram at hey kelsey charles i'm also on youtube i haven't done anything with it really um yet but i will so it's uh hey kelsey charles on the youtube and uh so find me on there and megan is
2: at meg murray with four r's on everything
1: uh, we have some final words to leave you with that we always like to leave everyone with. Should we make Dave say it or do you want to say it, Meg? I just can't decide what I think.
2: I don't want him to say it because he doesn't believe it.
1: Wow. <laughs> you are He's an undercover.
2: Anyways, Dallas forever, Philly for never.
3: Go, for Joe. Joe.
2: Go, Joe.
1: Joey B, marry me. Go but, not, but not, we love Olivia too. That's her name, right? Yes
3: we wait, what's her name we love her what's her name okay that's i yeah. love her i'm not trying to home wreck some things
1: i'm <laughs> just trying to have like give him a little high school fantasy okay i'm gonna log off this sounds really good
3: <laughs> <Love Joe> you,
1: bye